0: god what are they gonna say if i just wake up and do two push-ups and those they're gonna say
1: you're to... a weirdo but you yeah. know to be fair i think you're one already so. they,
0: they already say uh, that so. uh, uh, what do you <laughs> have yeah. to lose at that point i'm your host jason lafferty
1: i'm your host dylan Dentremont.
0: we are two dudes who review books good morning how are you
1: it's been a minute i'm doing pretty good
0: it has been it has been a bit since we've last talked mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah um I i don't remember the date but you know uh I, I know that when we talked last, I was super excited to talk about this book, and yeah, I, I still am.
1: Absolutely,
0: yeah. I so I have. I've been thinking about our intro, oh, to our conversation, oh, and okay. like is like how do I how do I, I bring some some energy to it? Sure. Instead of us struggling through technology that Uh, you're thinking thinking the
1: kool-aid man entrance is that how we want to do it yeah
0: yeah i was thinking i would just burst through a door i will just i'll replace the door on a regular basis we'll just you know i'll get a door guy Wait, get a door guy um we're gonna
1: need um a home depot membership um
0: platinum card (laughs) so
1: yeah i i worry that some of the effect may be lost on our listeners given that they're not Viewers,
0: they're not you correct, correct. Uh-huh. so it would have to be very audio driven,
1: be very much so, yeah, very much so,
0: yeah. But no, I've been thinking about our intro, and so I want to, I want to try. Let's, let's, I want to try, I want to pause really okay, quick. and I want to try an intro, all right. And this is completely ad hoc, so sure, sure, this is I, I probably could have done a little bit better, but okay, uh, I'm, I'm gonna give it a whirl, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lay down an intro and then I'm gonna introduce you. All right. Perfect. Okay. You ready for this? I'm ready. Okay. Let's do it. Now, am I ready for this is the better <laughs> question. All right. Here we go. Obvious. Craving. Response. Habits. Today, we were talking about atomic habits. I am your host, Jason Lafferty, and my co-host, Dylan D'Entremont. That's me. We are here to talk about atomic habits and the amazingness this book has brought to us. Okay, I'm applying amazingness. It brought me amazingness. Maybe it didn't buy you amazingness, but it brought me amazingness.
1: No, no, I I will accept your amazing. I will see your amazingness. Your
0: ceasiness. I, I
1: I I'm I'll I'll, write, I'll go the poker style on this one. I will <laughs> see your amazingness. I I think I could probably raise it a little. Okay. I, I might raise it a little too insightful. I would add that. Insightful. I think okay. James Clear really did a, a fantastic. Of course, we're going to get into it, but James Clear, the author of Atomic Habits, who is not,
0: he, who is not Beverly Clearly's son. You know, I, so I, I kept saying I clearly about that. Yeah, I kept saying clearly, and I'm like, wait, no, it's Clear. It's not Beverly Clearly's clear. son. Yeah, you don't different, need, different you don't need author. The extra syllable. Yeah. Yeah, different author. <laughs>
1: But I thought Mr. Clear did a fantastic job. I was listening to uh, an interview he did, too. And there were some good gems in there as well. So, no, uh, in all sincerity, good stuff here. So I'm looking forward to getting into it.
0: Yeah, um, I, I want to say before we really get into it is, uh, you know, when I first started reading the book, I'm like, OK, so he's just, you know, ripping off the power of habit and then I, as you read the book he he makes it very clear that he's building upon the power of habit
1: yes he and, references Duhigg in some of his uh, yeah. some of his writing so he, yeah. he i he, i don't know it might be too strong a term but he definitely pays homage gives credit to what Duhigg is trying to do yeah he
0: also gives credit to BJ Fogg who was mm-hmm. the author of tiny habits mm mm-hmm. mhm right and what that's what I really liked about the book and I as yes, I did some research on the book um one of the someone who wrote that uh Charles Duhigg the, uh, who wrote The Power Habits um, and then James Clear who wrote Atomic Habit mm-hmm. is Atomic Habit is a a cliff note action version sure of The Power Habit is what I read and I don't know if I 100% agree with that um Mm -hmm. I I do agree with the fact that James Clear um really made habit actionable
1: yeah I think it's the difference um between kind of strategy and tactics uh if you you think about how zoomed in sort of to the battlefield um an individual is I would liken uh, the power of habits to be a little bit more on the strategy side. You're getting a, a bigger, broader overview of what habits are and the kind of how, how, frankly, powerful, if I may, uh, they can be. Whereas Mr. Clear, definitely in Atomic Habits, um, it's more on the, here are the tactics that are going to get you, that that will allow you to leverage uh, if I may habits for what they can do for you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, it was I, I think that the and I was craving, and we talked about this last time. I was craving action. I wanted mm-hmm. I needed a book that was gonna give me some action. And this book definitely got me that oh I can start I can start doing I can start applying habits and start making things happen.
1: Yeah. Right. You know, in in the and of course we'll get into the details, but there he Mr. Clear uh, definitely makes, I, w- I would say not just a, 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 well, I would say a very compelling argument for whatever want you want in your life, whatever you want to do or become, he's, he's frankly given you the tools to do it. Whether you do it or not, that's on you. And and there's a difference there between how you're choosing to take these on, whether you're motivated by external forces or identity motivated to achieve your goals. And we can talk about the difference between those two here in a minute. But um, the the tools are there and they are very powerful tools to really help you achieve or accomplish uh, darn near anything you want. it's the, but again, a sledgehammer is a tool too. (laughs) You got to be able to lift it. So, and he acknowledges that, um, the lifting is the harder part. Um, and if we, if we may, uh, one of the things that he talks about speaking of lifting and, and how difficult it can be, he talks about one of the differences between a good habit and a bad habit is that good habits feel good, right? Or excuse me, bad, bad habits feel good right now, but there is a long-term cost to those yes. bad habits. So, you know, smoking, it feels good right now. There's a social component, there's a, there's a drug component, so on and so forth, but over time you pay in terms right. of your health. Um, whereas something like uh, cardiovascular health, it, it's suffering right now for a long-term uh, <laughs> yeah. payoff for a long-term benefit and he makes an argument in fact early in the book for that one thing that makes good habits so difficult is that delay in payoff yeah. and then he then once that is acknowledged he starts to talk about what we can do to work around that
0: yeah um so there's a lot in this book so we've yeah. got, we got the four laws right and i even
1: i even marked it with with a special the, look i put a special <laughs> so you know how i roll with my with my sticky note you uh, I, put a, I marked the four laws it says it right at the top of the sticky note because i All knew right. we would talk about the the four the four part chart that we always seem to run. Into I,
0: I need to might need to buy some 3M stock with the amount of post it notes uh, you're using.
1: I, I rip some of them in half to be fair, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I go through the majority of a of a of a box uh, of a not a box, but of a stack. of I <laughs> yeah. I'm
0: pretty yeah. sure the people at 3M would prefer if you didn't rip them in half and bought more. You know,
1: maybe the, um, I think they'd want me to buy smaller ones yeah. if, they, if and, they could have their wish.
0: Yeah, and as a future stockholder, I would like you to buy more instead of ripping them in half as well.
1: Uh, quick, uh, quick note, don't use the extra sticky ones for projects like this. Your oh, book will will not think you. Yeah.
0: Will, will not, will not uh, enjoy <laughs> that. So I, I've thought a lot about this book. I, I guess my question to you is how do you want to unpack this book
1: by by the four laws
0: okay the book so, is
1: roughly organized by the four laws i think we should just tackle them one at a time
0: okay let, let's let tackle them let's tackle them one at a time so uh we will start with let's let's go down the four laws let's let's lay them out yeah right right so, we're, so we open
1: up go ahead yeah
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going to say, so the, the first law is, is Q, make it obvious.
1: Yes. The second okay. law is make it attractive. Craving. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: The third law is uh, make it easy response.
1: Yep. And then finally, make it satisfying.
0: The reward, the fourth law.
1: Absolutely. So yeah, make it obvious, make it attractive, make it easy, make it satisfying. And then he, so those are how to create a good habit, if I may. And, and what you're referencing there is with the, the, you know, the cue behavior response, that four-step Reward, process.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, he also talks about the inverse, right? So yes. make it obvious, make it attractive, easy, and satisfying. That's how we build a good habit. Yes, and the inverse then becomes how to break a bad habit. And I appreciate this piece of his structure, his, his theory being, if you wish to break a bad habit, you just take those four laws and you flip them over, right? So if the first law is make it obvious to break a bad habit, you make it invisible.
0: Yeah. Make it, make it hard, make it almost non-existent. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And then uh, instead of make it attractive, you make it unattractive,
0: unattractive ugly.
1: Mm-hmm. Instead of make it easy, we make, make it, it difficult. difficult. Yeah.
0: Make it, okay. make it hard to do.
1: Yep, definitely. And then uh, how about instead of make it satisfying?
0: You make it unsatisfying. Heck to the yes. Yeah, which I honestly, I think that's one of the harder ones to pull off yeah because if you if you know how satisfying smoking is to make it unsatisfying right and i don't i don't speak from experience on that but i do know that that is a habit that is referenced a lot yeah so,
1: it's a habit to, i mean it, it, here in the states it's certainly less prevalent smoking is less prevalent than it used to be but there are still plenty of other habits technology has introduced us to a whole host of other habits that are not as good <laughs> for our mental health so yeah um so yeah let's uh let's start with make it obvious
0: well yeah, let's let's get into make it obvious uh where would you like to start and make it obvious
1: um i you know i appreciate this idea about um designing your environment uh i think Ooh, ob- yeah I, I think honestly of all of the, you know, he talks about the habit scorecard and implementation, intention, implementation intentions, habit stacking. I think those are all good, but I think designing your environment, I think is probably the more powerful one, right? If, um, if I wish to quit drinking, uh, I can help myself a lot by making sure there's no alcoholic beverages in the house. I'm designing my environment with an intention towards either a habit I want to start or a habit I want to break. So, for example, if I wish to drink less alcohol and drink more water, I keep less alcoholic <laughs> beverages in the house, and I put water all over the dang place, to make <laughs> it easy to drink. Um, and
0: that's what he talks about. Oh, yeah. There was a, a study, and I, I don't remember the study off the top of my head, but it was a, uh, a uh, uh, it was a cafeteria and a like a hospital in a hospital. Yep. And they went and they took and they had certain locations had soda, certain locations had water, all these things. And what they did was they put water everywhere. They made water more accessible and by making water more accessible with people not even thinking about it, Mm -hmm. they started drinking more water and less soda. And I I really like that. I I honestly, out of all four of the the things that he talks about in this this chapter, I don't think we they spend enough time on designing your environment. Mm-hmm. The, there, there's a phrase that caught me and it was, you were the architect of your own environment. Yeah. And that phrase right there, it's like, okay, so in this, in this hospital cafeteria, someone made the conscious decision to put more water out. And we have this ability to go like, Hey, I, I wanted to we'll, we'll stay with drink less. I want to drink less. Mm-hmm. Right. So how do we, how do we make it invisible? Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, you make it invisible by going, okay, I'm, I'm not going to make it easily accessible. I'm going to, I'm either going to eliminate it from the house or I'm going to put it downstairs.
1: And you're getting at something that's, that's really important is that, you know, if you think about all of the, all of the laws, making it obvious, making it attractive, making it easy, making it satisfying, a lot of those are served profoundly well, both on the developing a good habit side and breaking a bad habit side. All of those are served profoundly well By manipulating your environment. And I'm not just talking here about, you know, putting, putting bottles of water all over your house. I I think that's a good start. I think that's fine, (laughs) but you can go even deeper with this. Like, look, you, if you know that you tend to drink when you hang out with certain people at a certain bar, make other plans that that's your going to the bar and spending time with those people that becomes your cue for. Alcohol consumption. And I'm, look, look, you know me, I am not against alcohol consumption. Um, but I will say if it's a problem in your life, if it's a habit that you want to change, then we have to think these things through and you have to consider all of your cues. And that reminds me that one of the points that he makes is that we tend to think of a lot of habits as uh, craving driven but and you talked about this earlier but he makes the argument that are they're in fact q driven that the cue creates the craving right so um you know you go to the bar with your friends that that creates the craving that social belonging craving everyone around you is doing it this is what you always do right and because you've put yourself in that position now whereas if you care if you are carefully manipulating your environment where instead of going with your friends to the bar, you go with your friends to the bookstore. I'm a nerd, sorry. Um, Or you go, (laughs) or you go play soccer, right? Is something like that. You're breaking yourself. You're manipulating your environment. You're breaking out of you're you're breaking away from all those cues that are driving you towards a behavior that you don't want.
0: And I, I would say that, you know, it can be, it can be hard. If you have a, a group of friends, right. And you're the person that's saying, Hey, I don't want to drink. And you're like, okay, let's go somewhere else. It could be really hard to convince yeah. them to go somewhere else because they now, they have this habit of, you know, of comfort of going to this, the same bar um, week after week, night after night, depending on the person. Mm-hmm. And you know that's going to be a hard habit to to break. Um, it's and that's one of the things that James Clear talks about. in The book is some. Ha- I mean, some of these habits are, are going to be really hard, and you have yep. to you have to stick with it. Mm-hmm. Um, where if you say, hey, you know, I I'm gonna snack less when I'm home, and it's as simple as I'm just gonna buy snacks anymore,
1: right. Or or put them in the garage, or, yeah. or put you know lock them in the trunk of your car. Yeah. Or you know he used a, a video game one, which is when you're done with your uh you know PlayStation or whatever, unplug it, put it in a cabinet, right? Just yeah. That was in. that
0: was extreme. Like yeah, when I he was, I thought he was, so too. But like, there was extreme. Also
1: re- <laughs> remove the batteries from your remote control to prevent you know, just sit in your buns uh, to creating a small barrier, right? And a lot of these are, of course, applying to how we break a bad habit, right? We're making it invisible or difficult uh, to do those things. But if you consider the inverse, right, making something attractive, right, and easy, uh, uh, manipulating your environment is a great way to do that.
0: Yeah, and yeah, that first law, make it obvious right and mm-hmm. how you make it obvious and one of the ones i i liked when he talked about environment is he talked about you want to play guitar more so mm-hmm. you're gonna put the guitar in the middle of the room so you yeah. literally have to walk back past the guitar and mm-hmm. there's no way around it it's like okay so that you're making it obvious mm-hmm. you're, you're creating an environment that uh is prone to hey this is right here in front of me yeah, right? absolutely. So your your environment doesn't have to be stop doing something. Mm-hmm. Right? Your environment is to, to start doing something. And to start doing it, you create that environment. And I, I think about this, you know, as uh you know, someone who, who leads teams and you know, someone who who has had a team and going how would i have changed things how would i have gone and made things different and that that step of let's make it obvious right so you got you got your kids in the classroom mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a there's a habit of hey let's put away our coats i feel like that's still a thing i feel that, like that's wait, still
1: was, a thing uh you, you know for us it's hang up the backpack. So i don't yeah but you got yeah. the right idea putting your supplies yeah. away when you come putting in putting your, your supplies classroom. away yeah. and so yeah. they
0: they come in and it's obvious that i'm assuming not have seen your classroom but others obvious a a group of cubbies that they go mm-hmm. oh this is where my stuff goes and it's yeah. probably obvious that their name is on it sure yeah absolutely yeah. i know where that yeah. stuff goes yeah yeah it goes my name's jason that my cubby's right here it says jason on it jason l there's multiple jasons like
1: <laughs> in the world, right
0: so you would go to that 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 corresponding company and it would be a, a very obvious thing and it i'm assuming it's relatively close as you walk into the door
1: mm-hmm. right outside oh, our door yep in yeah blackout. yeah
0: yeah and it's not like oh okay well this needs to go away <laughs> fyi it's on the other side of the classroom mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hidden, hidden in a dark shady corner
1: Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that You have to crawl between a bunch of, you know, yeah. and blackberry bushes to get there. Yeah. Right. You know, There's
0: brambles to get there.
1: It's like, not only invisible, it's unattractive <laughs> and difficult. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You've created an environment that has it makes it easy to do that stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And
1: a lot of, you know, as as a teacher, I'll say a lot of what I read in this book gave me a lot of ideas for um, things I could be doing in the classroom, you know, and a a lot of it is behavior management stuff that I kind of already do, but it also sort of laid bare, like which which of these things am I doing, right? In terms of um, if I'm trying to create a habit, if I want the students to do something on a consistent basis without needing Reminders: How do I generate that habit, or how do I steer them away from certain habits? I already do a lot of environmental management. Um, the 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 one that's probably going to be most obvious to listeners is if I've got two kids that like to talk with each other a lot, and they do it like I'm not opposed to kids talking to each other, but if they're doing it while I'm trying to teach, that's problematic. So the easiest environmental manipulation to break that habit is to simply move the children away from each other. Um, that then that I'm breaking them out of a bad habit by manipulating their environment. Of course, now it becomes how do I get them into the good habit of being attentive during instruction, (laughs) right? And that can be even more challenging. And it's like he said, developing good habits is more challenging than um, that because those bad habits are so attractive that will fill one's time and
0: energy. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, that potato chip. Yeah, and so for me, for me, the the bad habit, and there's some environmental changes that ended up happening. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember working at a job, and the job had vending machines. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And uh, my stress trigger—I was never never a smoker, but my stress trigger was a can of Coke. So just coca-cola classic i was
1: gonna say coca-cola yes, uh, <laughs> yes
0: Coca-Cola.
1: <laughs> i just needed a quick hit of Coke. yeah coca-cola coca-cola not,
0: <laughs> not the other stuff uh but yeah it was there's something about the the cold can the the, the sound of opening the can mm-hmm. that first sip of the coke and it was you know, it was very much so a habit, and it was a habit when I was stressed. It was yeah. there was a a relief, and literally, I would pop open that can and I would I would pound it really quick, and I would be good. Uh, the caffeine would wear off, mm-hmm. and I would go back. Yeah, and you know, there's a there's a lot that went on on that habit. So you know, the the cue was stress, and that the craving was 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 coke so my Mm -hmm. response was hey i'm gonna go to the vending machine hey coke and that reward i you know and it's hard it you know i Mm -hmm. my environment does not have a vending machine anymore that has readily available coke all the time yeah so it makes it a lot easier for me to you know you know not go through cans of coke well the other the other benefit of it was by eliminating it I was saving money because the vending machine also took a debit card. So it It wasn't as easy. Like, Oh, I'll just stop. I'll I'll stop bringing cash, but no. Right. Yeah. 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 So there's very much so an environmental thing. I -hmm. wanted to stop this.
1: Yeah.
0: I've made it. Well, and that,
1: that environmental piece, he talks about it in terms of even some, habits that are that are really brutal or really even chemical dependency he talked about viet uh vietnam veterans yeah. um and uh and the problems with drug use in that population but the the rather than the problems what was far more interesting about that research was the fact that 90 percent of soldiers who would have been identified as heroin addicts while they were serving active duty in Vietnam came to the States and were no longer. heroin addicts right they because they were out of that environment, because they were away from their friends that were doing drugs, because uh, it was a lot harder to get your hands on um, because they were away from all those combat stressors. Uh, a lot of those individuals were able to able to quickly transition away from what is a, um, a powerfully compelling and damaging uh, heroin addiction, uh, basically overnight. Um, and yeah. that was really interesting, too. And that is the power of manipulating your environment. This is also one of the reasons that when you move or make a big change in your life, changing jobs, for example, like you alluded to with your cans of Coca-Cola, right? Changing your jobs, making another big change in your life is a great opportunity not only to ditch old bad habits, but to pick up uh, new good habits as you are thoughtfully, and you, you said it really well, being the architect of your own environment in a way that's going to get you what you want.
0: And this is and this is why you hear, and it didn't, I don't think it really clicked on for me until I read this book. But you'll you'll talk to somebody and they're like, Yeah, I moved. Well, what brought you here? Mm-hmm. Some people, not everybody, but some people will say, you know, I needed to change my environment mm-hmm. because I didn't like the person I was becoming, or didn't like sure, the people yeah. I was around. Yeah. And yeah, you're going and going, okay, so. I'm around a whole bunch of people that are, you know, kind of ass hats and I don't want to be around those people anymore. And I feel that the only way for me to change this is to, to move in some cases across country. Sure. Yeah. Because I want a new environment. Now I would, there would be some challenge there for me. It's like, okay, so how do you not attract those same people? In your new environment, right? Yeah. If you know you've changed your environment, yes. But how do you make sure you don't create that same environment for you? Mm. You know, you got. I guess you got multiple cities to choose from. I'm like, you only got 50 states to choose from, so you're gonna move 50 times to.
1: Sure, sure, yeah. Well, but your your point still stands that there is if if you are a person who needs to break away from a lot of damaging habits. A move is a really powerful way to do that or some other major life change is a huge opportunity to snap out of some bad habits and develop some new ones. Um, Should we pop into, we've been talking about make it obvious um, uh, from Mr. Clear in his book, Atomic Habits. I was thinking that it might make sense to transition to make it attractive
0: uh, you know before we make it go to make it attractive and i, I do want to, to get to this uh i want to say so how he breaks down the book is so there's there's the the first law and then it's uh 1.1 1. 1, 1. 1.2 1. Mm. 1.3 and 1.4 in there mm. and 1.4 was the environment oh yeah uh we haven't really we didn't really talk about the other ones um and what he talks about is um, filling out a, a habit scorecard and mm-hmm. so writing down your current habits and doing yeah. a habit evaluation and saying hey sure. these are the, these are the habits i have which is like wake up in the morning brush your teeth right and how he lays it out is you do a a plus or minus or an equal sign so mm-hmm. good habit bad habit neutral habit sure um which I, you know, coming from a, a manufacturing background, looking at uh, key performance indicators, that's essentially what that is. It's, yeah, like, it's,
1: it's almost, out of, it's a word with a negative connotation, but it smacks of Taylorism, right? Like yeah. wanting to look at, okay, I get up and I take 12 steps huh. to go brush my teeth and then I, right? Like, but, but that is really well aligned. If you think about the first law, which is make it obvious. Yeah. You're
0: creating awareness. and Mm -hmm. And that would be the same thing at coaching. When you're, when you're in a coaching conversation, your first goal is to find that awareness that you're looking for. Yeah. And that's really what you're doing by filling out this habit scorecard is you're creating yourself awareness that says, Oh, I, when I get stressed, I, I, I pop open a can of Coke. Mm-hmm. It actually took me a long time to figure that out. It was actually when I was doing budgeting and I realized how much I was spending. Uh, that was, that's, that's what created yeah. the awareness for me, but you are creating an awareness of this is the habits that I have. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Yeah. So building that scorecard yeah. out of your daily routines, I think is a really smart move. It really um, lays them bare. Um, and if you're really honest with yourself about whether something is a positive, negative, or neutral habit, that can be yeah. very helpful.
0: Yeah. So the and then the next two was uh um implementation intentions. Um and
1: Im- implementation, yeah.
0: Implementation intentions. And that was, you know, he has a uh, uh like a fill in the blanks, a very mad libsy thing here. <laughs> I will behavior at time in location and one of the studies found that is when people wrote this is what i'm going to do they were more likely to do it because they wrote it down in that way
1: or told someone i think that was part of that too right having a buddy and he actually has a whole chapter about accountability buddies we may or may not get to it but yeah
0: yeah um and i i like that i feel like when you write something out like that it's very you're getting again you're getting clear Mm-hmm. you're getting clear on what you're going to do yeah you know i i am going to do you know push-ups at six in the morning in my bedroom after i get up mm-hmm. like you're very much so hey this is what i'm doing this is yeah. and you know when you're gonna do it. instead of saying hey i'm gonna start doing push-ups right okay well, when are you going to do that?
1: Right. Yeah. The lack of specificity <laughs> makes it easy to kind of twist out of it. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And then 1.3, which we could probably spend a long time on, which I really liked, which is habit stacking. Yeah. Um, so habit stacking is taking a habit. You already you get up in the morning. That's a habit. Your alarm clock goes off you're you're turning your alarm off that there's a habit mm-hmm. now habit stacking says once that habit is done it's cueing you to go into your new habit that you're creating and that could be you know, doing push-ups in the morning my, Yeah. as soon as I turn my alarm clock up, off I'm going to stop and I'm going to do two push-ups mm-hmm. then I'm gonna move on yeah and, and you're you're building out that habit I I am a huge fan of habit stacking and looking at this going and saying, Hey, what are my, what are my current habits that I have? What are my cue, craving response rewards that are already in place? And how do I build upon them? You're not reinventing the wheel. No, you're, you're, you're just building upon something, a framework that is already there for you.
1: And I will say when you, when you said the words, I'm going to do two pushups that reminded me of actually a really important uh, thing that he talks about, not only in this, it's, it's kind of sprinkled around in this book in small pieces, but that's the point, small pieces. He talks about the two minute rule. And the two minute rule is if you are trying to become a runner or increase your cardiovascular endurance, you should not go out and run a marathon, right? If, if you, no matter, if you write down the habit, I'm going to run a marathon, I'm of course using an extreme example, but if, uh, if, you, if your habit stacking is I will wake up, I will brush my teeth and then I will run a marathon uh, every morning, that it will quickly fall apart. His argument is that, and I think I agree, that go with the two minute rule when introducing a new habit. Um, it, it, but it doesn't have to be two minutes, whatever small steps look like to you. Know. you. You use the example of do two push-ups. I think that's great. If you want to be identified as somebody that's fit, and your your starting point is a long way from that, doing two push-ups is your starting place, and that is fine. It might not even be go for a run. It could be walk to the end of my driveway and back. It could be even as small as, and you introduced this to me, get your gym clothes on right because at least that's it might just be a drop in the bucket but it's a drop that went into the bucket you're starting the process and it doesn't have to be it's okay that it's in small pieces
0: yeah and really we're i think we're jumping ahead because really what we're talking about now is the third law which is make it easy
1: sorry i didn't mean to skip us ahead
0: no 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 but that's (laughs) that that's so, the habit that I'm trying to create is get back into doing push ups. And so, uh-huh. part of it is I do two push ups when I wake up in the morning. There you go. In the dark in my room, I do two mm-hmm. push ups. Sometimes the cat gets mad at me, but I do two push ups. Cats are jerks
1: anyway. It's fine. yeah.
0: Yeah. So, but yeah, it's, 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 this is the easy way to make this habit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I'm a big fan of, of habit stacking and building upon the framework you already have there. Um, I, I, that was really the other thing I took out of this book was, or this chapter was habit stacking along with environments. Here's your your environment. How do I go? Here's all my habits that are in this environment that create this Mm -hmm. environment. Well, how do I stack upon? Definitely.
1: Well, and he, um, are, are the stacking Reminds me of temptation bundling, which he does get into in section two. Are you, are you, re- yeah. are you ready for the second? Let's,
0: let's talk about make it attractive.
1: So, when he talks about temptation bundling, it's an acknowledgement that there's a lot of stuff that we want to do that might fall into that bad habit category. But he's also talking about leveraging that to help build good habits. And I do yeah. this in class all the time. I have stuff, you know, toys uh, and, <laughs> and squishes spinners, fidgets, little doodads that kids like, stickers. Um, and I bundle that with stuff that I need them to do. Right. And so I implement a type of temptation bundling where we've got an activity that we need to do bundled with an activity that you want to do. So what the kids want is goodies. And what I need them to do is the uh, activity or to line up or fill in the blank here, right? Um, And so with temptation bundling, there's an acknowledgement that we can make a new behavior, a new habit, much more acceptable if we Freeze in the middle. Are you okay over there? Did you freeze?
0: No, I didn't freeze. You see my hand moving?
1: I don't see your hand moving. I must be frozen,
0: uh, or I'm. I don't see anything on my end. But just keep talking. Yeah, sure. I mean, um, I there's... can hear you. You can hear me. We're recording. <laughs> Let's keep talking. Let's see what happens.
1: But pretty much, it's the acknowledgement that you can pair an action that you want to do with an action that you need to do. So, for the push-up example right um maybe you're you're getting up and doing push-ups which is something that you need to do and maybe your reward is your cup of coffee or maybe your reward is accessing your news or social media feeds right to to couple an activity that you're trying to introduce with an activity that is already providing you some sort of reward
0: yeah and there's a formula that goes along with uh, the habit bundling
1: i i i've got it on page 110 my sticky note says how to temptation bundle
0: yes yes So, so
1: i guess this is specifically habit stacking and temptation bundling but yeah the current habit is morning coffee somewhat of a neutral habit right saying one thing that he's grateful for and then followed by kind of the reward habit which is uh read the
0: news yeah yeah so there's this, this whole thing that goes in with it and i yeah i really like that because it's like okay so we're, we're building upon the framework that's there
1: mm-hmm. we're mm-hmm.
0: also designing the the actions that we want mm-hmm. for what we want to achieve and we're looking at it going hey what's the reward okay so the reward is i get to read the news um okay, so what do I do to put in between before I get to read the news?
1: Well, and you're getting at something really important that you had driven at earlier on is that with this book, it is very action focused, right? It is literally, here is how you temptation bundle. Here is how you hack habit stacking. And he even has a few, you know, like diagrams where he's like, look, this is how you can chain four, five, six habits together, between habit stacking and temptation bundling to leverage what you're already doing into what you want to be doing into the self, into the identity that you want to become.
0: And it, it's that, it's that street fighter combo move is really, yeah, what it yeah exactly. It's like, For Oh, sure. if, I, if I push these buttons together, uh-huh. or if you're like me, if you mash these buttons together, but, but, yeah. but
1: the point being, you know, you could hit, you know, circle, 50 times and you're going to inflict some damage right you're going to get some work done but even though it's hard to remember right a b a b up down up down left right left right slide left right trigger circle if you invest the time and energy into that that is where the payoff comes is at the as at the end of that and he does a good job early on in this book talking about like look the bottom line is that the difficulty with good habits is that there's a payoff inversion, right? With bad habits, your payoff is now. And usually they're good payoffs. They're nice. They're pleasant. They're attractive. But with good habits, you know, take physical fitness. Even if I went out and did, you know, even if anybody went out and did 100 push-ups right now, you're not really going to look significantly different in the mirror. You need to do that every day for months or similar, you need to work on it for months, along with um, a lot of other habits that you're building around (laughs) physical fitness in order to see the results that you want. It takes time. And that's why good habits are very difficult. And that's why I like the way the temptation bundling angle works.
0: I want to, I want to pause and go back to, to something you said right before I said combo attacks Um, you had said, um, identity. And Mm -hmm. one of the things they talk about in the very beginning of the book is you are, your identity is a series of habits. Yeah. And with all the uh, identity work I do in coaching, um, I I really found that a, a very appealing, attractive statement. And we have these, these habits that make us who we are and how people perceive us. And we have the ability to change that by mm-hmm. creating different habits. Mm-hmm. So if your habit is, Hey, I want to be fit. You create, or you want your identity to be, I want to be fit. You create a habit that, that supports that. Mm-hmm and that's that's super important and you can do it it doesn't have to just be your personal identity it could also be a, a team identity sure right they're yeah, a classroom identity these are you know if you want your classroom to be the best at fire drills i really need to come up with better classroom analogies but <laughs> uh, if you want your classroom to be the best at fire drills you you practice fire drills, and you you get you would be like your your classrooms known for the best fire. Drill. I'm sure picking up after yourself or tidiness of classroom would have been a better analogy, but that's the analogy I chose. Sure, sure, yeah. And and I really I like that when you, I look at this book from an identity standpoint of hey, what are the habits I want to create? What are the what are that? How do I want to make You know these habits attractive for me for Mm -hmm. the identity that I want to come across. So I just wanted to to throw that in there as something we didn't really talk about in the beginning, and they don't really talk about much more from the beginning. Um, In the intro to the book, he talks about um, his uh, his sports and getting injured, and sure, yeah, the identity that wrapped up that that injury it's like oh i got injured i I'm, I'm no longer a sports guy really yeah type thing
1: and he you know he has a series this is on page 34 for those of you following along um
0: playing a home it, game
1: yeah if you're playing the home game right the goal this is directly from the book the goal is not to read a book the goal is to become a reader right that identity focus. The goal is not to run a marathon. The goal is to become a runner. The goal is not to learn an instrument. The goal is to become a musician. And this is a phrase uh, that I'm about to tell you that I don't think he actually uses it in the book. Um, but I, it, I listened to an interview that he did uh, with one of the TED Talk staff, and he phrased it really well. He said, when you're implementing a new habit, you're casting a vote for an identity. And I really love, I really appreciate that it's an acknowledgement that you don't win with one vote. And all of your habits get a vote, right? So if I wanna be an athlete, the goal is to get that those athletic habits that identify me an athlete as many votes as possible and maybe that's going to mean less votes for the part of me that's a video gamer right or or even other good habits like maybe the part of me that's a reader the part of me that's a workaholic um or the part of me that likes to binge watch netflix right like you have to manage those votes and every habit is a vote. You're casting that vote. And obviously I appreciate that, that also dovetails really well with, again, something that he talks about in the introduction is that really your habits are an acknowledgement that we wanna go for an aggregation and adding up of marginal gains, small wins. Um, He talked about the British cycling team that was tremendously unsuccessful for literally decades um, before they were introduced to the idea of looking at each aspect of cycle racing and finding a way to increase it by 1%, right? Um, So that aggregation of marginal gains with the push-ups, you're not going to become the Hulk overnight. You need an aggregation of marginal gains if that's an identity that's important to you. Being a great reader or a great writer is not going to happen overnight. We need an aggregation of marginal gains. And habits get us on the path. The habits become your program towards aggregating those marginal gains.
0: I will say that, and I think I may have said this before um, in an earlier, earlier conversation, uh, but I did not consider myself a reader mm. until probably the end of 2018. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm, you know, I I I've been around longer than 2018.
1: L- longer than me as well. Yeah, not by much, but a bit. Uh,
0: yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it wasn't until 2018 that I thought of myself as a reader. Sure. Like I had read books before 2018. And why 2018 is important is at the beginning of 2017, I told myself, I'm going to read a book a month. Mm -hmm. And that year I read 14 books. Mm -hmm. And really what I was doing there was creating a habit of reading. Yeah. And that habit all started with one day. I'm going to read I'm going to read 10 pages that's Mm -hmm. all I'm going to do I'm going to read 10 pages
1: that that those little bites right
0: little bites 10 pages and then uh I am someone who is easily distracted uh, shiny squirrel whatever that Mm is a shiny squirrel uh, (laughs) oh my word (laughs) yeah the the, the gilded squirrel that's out there (laughs) running around uh you know I'm someone who's easily distracted, so I cannot read in a noisy room. If there's a a whole bunch of stuff going on, I I cannot read. Um, So I created my environment. And part of that environment is um, I listen to classical music. It's probably the only time I listen to classical music. Mm -hmm. Uh, But by listening to classical music, there's no words that go along with it. It allows me to focus. And it allows me to to read. And it took me a long time to develop the uh, skill to read more than 10 pages at a time. Mm -hmm. Um, And there are still times that I'll be like, my mind is not like, I'll read and I'll sit down and I'll get like five, 10 pages in and I'll be like, I'm just not, I'm just not focused enough. I need to... I need to do, I need to go do something. I need a recognition of my environment is, oh, I got to do something now before I can come back and reread this book. Um, But yeah, I didn't consider myself a reader. And that was that identity of now every morning, I'm, I'm reading a book every morning. I'm, you know, I'm reading a book or if it's a book, I don't want to sit down and read, I'm listening to a book. Yeah. I typically don't listen to the radio anymore, but all all habits that were created, again, over time. Yeah. Over, just over time of it wasn't an overnight thing. I didn't yeah. get to hear, I didn't get to a podcast about talking about books. Because one day I'm like, huh, I don't really read, but, <laughs> you know, why don't I just start reading a book and talking about it?
1: Yeah. It, casting yeah. those votes, you know, uh, at, yeah. at first, just one or two minutes at a time. And eventually, you know, and this is true with everything, by the way, uh, fitness, reading, writing, being a dad, being a good partner, a good husband, um, being Uh, a good teacher, being good at your work, right? It's an aggregation of small gains. And we have to acknowledge that it takes time. Nobody's expecting you to do it overnight, but you'll do it a heck of a lot faster or at all if you're intentional about it. And that's what this book is really driving at is be intentional about it, right? Write down what you're gonna do, manipulate your environment, become the architect of the identity that you wish to have uh, by aggregating those marginal gains.
0: And I'll say, if you walk away from anything in this book is be intentional yeah. is the thing to walk away from. Be I intentional with, with your habits and where you would like to see yourself go. Oh, mm-hmm. right, we, we got completely sidetracked. We really did. Talking about making it attractive. We were talking about, <laughs> about temptation bundling. And yes, I, I think we, we talked enough there, uh do you want to move on? Let's move on. Let's move, yeah, on, to, let's move on. Let's move on to the third law, which is. Yeah. So we we've gone obvious, we've gone attractive. Let's go easy. And uh, we, know, we we already started talking about easy with we what did, I said yeah. two push-ups.
1: We talked yeah. about making it easy. You know the four things, or it really he has five things. Make it easy. He's got the the most kind of uh, rules or suggestions about mm-hmm. how to make it easy. Um. Reducing friction, right? decreasing the number of steps between you and your good habits. So if you've got uh, a habit that you want to develop around drinking water, um, if there is a full bottle of delicious clear cold water right next to your sink when you wake up in the morning, that's going to make it a lot easier. And and sometimes decreasing steps can be very literal, um, but sometimes steps can be more metaphorical as well right it's all about increasing access to the stuff that's going to make these good habits easier to do
0: yeah um making it easy it's it's one of those things that you have to look at how to start up and there i there's a there's a workout program i did um before i'm not even gonna give it a time frame (laughs) Uh, i (laughs) I did before uh, and it's uh it's couch to 5k okay and in the couch to 5k program you are you're doing these little small incremental easy steps and it's like it's like put on your running shoes and get on the treadmill for two minutes yeah and then you're on the treadmill for two minutes and then you're you're increasing your time you're increasing your time and then the next thing you know you're're you're, you're running a 5k yeah um in the book and I don't exactly remember if it was make it easy and maybe it was he talks about going to the gym and this guy going to the gym and he would just go for the gym five minutes at a time yeah and he would it was really after work he'd go to the gym he would go there for five minutes yeah then he'd leave yeah Like and that, and that was it he was on mm-hmm. the treadmill for five minutes and he'd leave yeah. And I'm sure that people at the gym thought it was insane.
1: Yeah, uh, to show up in your gym clothes, <laughs> sit down, do one set of, on a machine and then go home. Like yeah, yeah absolutely.
0: Yeah. But eventually that it became like, "Oh, I'm already here." Uh-huh. Right? So really the habit he was building was going to the gym. It's not even yeah. working out. The habit was yeah. going to the gym. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, "Oh, okay, I'm here." Yeah. It's I'm easy here, for me to yeah, play. it's easy for me to continue on. Yeah. Um, one of, in one of, uh, one, I remember taught in this, this section. And so my brother being a physics teacher, we have, we have these conversations every once in a while, but it it talks about reducing friction. Yeah. And anytime we talk about physics and friction and stuff like that. So I, I hear activation energy, which is not something they talk about in the book. no Uh, an
1: important physics concept sure yeah
0: (laughs) yeah and where i blur the lines is i take these physics concepts um and then my brother being a physics teacher is like no it doesn't work like that But (laughs) like like, no there's activation energy so you're by making it easy you're reducing the activation energy yes for the habit Mm -hmm. and you know i could probably get into a very long conversation how how physics in your life is applied by going through some of the laws of physics Mm -hmm. but activation energy what what are you doing what is the energy that's required to activate you into this habit and how do you make it easy is it you put your running shoes next to the bed yeah um you put the your your book on the pillow so when you lay down in bed, you have a book or do you create your environment where you don't have TV or, you know, books in your room. So you use that space for sleeping. Yeah. Which is something he talks about. He um,
1: does. And you're talking about the, the inverse, right? As opposed yeah. to making it easy. How do we break a bad habit? We make yeah. it difficult, yeah. right? So yeah, didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, yeah. But you you're making, you're creating that, that space where it's just easy for you to do yeah and, and for me that a prior job it was easier for me to access cans of coke mm-hmm. right uh with stress it was easy it's like oh i'm just gonna go and slide my debit card and
1: yeah if if, if water is easier to access as as proven by that the study that he references early on in the book about water consumption habits um then that's the stuff that's easier to do is the stuff that's going to happen and you look at this uh, in here in seattle they started a sugary beverage tax do you remember that
0: yeah right? I, my, I know that tax
1: they're they're making it just a little bit harder a few percentage points harder to do a given activity that that would fall under the category of bad habits early Early on, incentives, followed by long-term costs, right? It's
0: the very are they, definition. Are they making it harder, though? I don't know if I want to go too deep into this, but are I, they making I it harder? You, but they, it is- they are capitalizing on a bad habit.
1: Well, you could look at it that way. You could look at it as, yes, they are, the, the city is intaking money without becoming a, a, a news talk <laughs> show here. But... <laughs> But it's backed up in the science, and of course, you know, I opened this can of worms uh, without having done much research. But if you look at the theory and how it applies to what we're reading here, it's made it uh more difficult if only by a few percentage points you have to now that is taking a bigger chunk out of your budget, it's become a little more difficult now instead of being able to buy. 12 cans of soda for a given amount of money now you can only afford 10 cans of soda and for people that are closer to the margins and have to watch their budgets a little more closely that can make a big difference in it, terms it, of their soda consumption
0: it, it can i think yeah. there's a, there's a hidden a hidden cost to that. oh yeah I, I, I don't think you always catch it but we we're, <laughs> we're turning into a show that <laughs> Let's press, be- let's press on. Yeah, let's press on. with
1: Making it easy. Um, I, I want it. We've talked a little bit about priming the environment. We've talked about using the two minute rule. One thing that we haven't done is talking about automate your habits. A- and
0: even Ooh, that it. is not oh, entirely
1: yeah. true because we've talked about it in other books, right?
0: Yeah. And there, are, there's are so many fun technologies out there. And I've looked into this, um, if you are, uh, I really, I don't think I was going to say if you're an iPhone person, um, but I, I have an iPhone and that's why I was saying that. But you can create um, basically automated habits that you leave work and it automatically texts whoever you want it to text. I'm on my way home.
1: That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, there there, there are things there that there's... Uh, if this, then that type things uh-huh. um, that when you do something, you, it's an automatic habit that it mm-hmm. just, it just happens. Yeah. So there, there is some definitely really cool technology out there that you don't really have to do much investing in. Sure. Um, uh, the thing what you're investing in is you're investing time into figuring out, you know, how you want to automate it, what, but yeah. Uh, something like that over time can really help out and uh the one i've taken advantage of is uh um savings so my my pro tip is i i have a separate bank that has Mm -hmm. a savings account so Mm -hmm. money automatically gets transferred to that separate bank absolutely and i don't have cards for it Mm -hmm. like it's just a savings Yep. I don't have cards I don't have anything for it so it, it it grows me my money when you look at making it easy right mm-hmm. your, your whole goal is reduce any friction that's there yeah create an environment that makes it easy for you to do things mm-hmm. um, where you can and this there's some probably some Stephen Covey type stuff that's here, uh, automate, automate what you can. Um, uh, and then the two minute rule of just do it really just, you know, two minutes, whatever it is, uh, you know, make it just a a quick thing. Start it off easy. Um, some of it, what they talk about is like putting away your dish.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Just just go and like, hey, I've gone and I've I've washed the dishes. Yeah. But yeah, if you go and you after dinner, you just you put away the couple of dishes or, you know, you clean up the kitchen as you as you're cooking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, those things just make it make it easy on yourself. We, we and actually, whatever you, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say whatever you can do to to reduce and create that environment mm-hmm. and make it easy for you will will really help you in the long run
1: definitely the mm-hmm. one time choices we actually did touch on already what it's a one time choice to set up an automatic savings yeah right it's yeah. a one time choice to buy a better mattress so yes. so that you can get the sleep and develop your sleep habit mm-hmm. um so yeah we we did touch on that i'm sorry i forget that one. yeah but yeah no good right. stuff.
0: go ahead so we've talked third law we've talked about make it easy are we ready to talk about law what law four make it satisfying
1: i dig it let's do it this is my
0: favorite law <laughs> favorite law if you've used your favorite law kick it off what where, where why is it your favorite
1: Be, because it acknowledges the hardest part of developing good habits and that is that they are fundamentally either unsatisfying, which to me is a very neutral term, or actively unpleasant. Flossing your teeth is actively (laughs) unpleasant. Nobody's like, uh, okay, I can't say nobody. I'm sure there's some people (laughs) out there, probably people who are really good at flossing because they've been doing it for so long, but I don't (laughs) like flossing. I am sure I'm not the only one because it is actively unpleasant, right? Um, But when you make it satisfying and you use reinforcement and you you kind of find ways to reward yourself that are aligned with your identity that you're going for, that are still casting votes for your identity that you want, um, I think it can be very powerful. So they talk about giving yourself an immediate reward for doing the habit that you desire. Um, And that's a way to mitigate the whole problem with good habits, which is that they are usually in the moment, not particularly rewarding. It's a good habit because it's rewarding over time, right? An aggregation of small gains. So that's why I, that's why the fourth law is so good, uh, so meaningful to me. It's it's and it's uh, a part of the law that I use all the time in the classroom environment, either through my words or my actions, or actively giving kids prizes and rewards that they desire is that we want to make those behaviors satisfying we want to develop those habits
0: yeah um the yeah make it satisfying it's it's the reward category of mm-hmm. it, right yeah and you are you are giving yourself the prize yes and there's a lot of people that will and i i, I feel like i've seen this in, in coaching where people will get to that they accomplish something Mm -hmm. and i'm like okay well how do you celebrate it what's the word for getting here and they're like well i don't have one Mm
1: -hmm.
0: well you can't expect it to stick right yeah and you can't expect it and maybe maybe stick isn't the right word but um because if it's a one-time thing like hey i my i I passed this test Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. you know i didn't reorder myself okay that's different but if you know, you're trying to create a habit and you don't reward yourself for that habit. And you don't, you don't acknowledge reward for that. Yeah. Habit, yeah. Right. If you don't know what that reward is, then it's like, okay, well, you know, I, this habit's probably not going to stick well. Yeah. And, and I, I really like, I'm a big fan of that reward piece and acknowledging what the reward is for what you're trying to do.
1: And you're driving at something that actually he talks about a little bit in the book and that's the difference between you know having a goal and achieving a goal versus developing identity driven habits. Yes. Right? If you're if your quote goal is to run a 5k right? And we talked about this a little bit. There's a difference between having the goal to read a book and becoming a reader. Yes. The habits are the system that will allow you to become an athlete, to become a runner, to become a reader, yeah. um, to become a writer. Um, and goals goals uh, should be in service to that. And that's where Make It Satisfying really comes in, is not only... Um, in the longer term achievement of what I might call a big win, right? Of achieving a 5k or running a marathon or reading, you know, uh, 12 books, 14 books in a year, but also rewarding the small wins too, right? Rewarding yourself for making it to the gym. And, you know, obviously you have to be careful. And that's why we, I talked about a reward that is still casting a vote for your identity. Because if you're trying to lose weight and your reward for going to the gym is a donut, that becomes problematic. That's actually casting a vote against your, yes. your, the identity that you want. And that's not to say that you should never eat donuts or never use uh, a donut as a reward, but that we need to be careful about that. That, that maybe it makes more sense to have the reward be um, n- new socks right or 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 new athletic apparel or uh something along those lines right a new a new brand of protein powder that you've been looking at
0: you get to watch an episode of a netflix show
1: yes absolutely yeah. right yeah. and they even talked about um <laughs> uh eliminating obesity obesity one netflix binge at a time they told that story in the book too so i thought that was great and that's a great testament to why and how it's important to make these good habits satisfying is that in the short term they are not just full stop Uh, developing good habits is very difficult to make satisfying um Some of them are, I actually was uh, thinking about this earlier today, Um, I lost um, about 45 pounds uh, a few years ago uh, by switching to a low carb diet, very, very low carbohydrate. The reason that habit was so easy for me to stick with for almost two years was that I started seeing results right away. And that's, that's an example of a good habit that was really easy to lock in, right? Like my first week of going zero carbs basically was that I lost, you know, like seven pounds or something ridiculous like that. And they just kept on shedding, right? And I saw myself in the mirror. I was getting these rewards almost instantaneously. Most good habits don't work like that. And you have to find (laughs) the ways to develop. Uh, that satisfaction that you get for doing the new behaviors
0: yeah one of the things they talk about in this section um and they talk about uh the jerry seinfeld's um uh, mm. story yeah of of writing material and jerry seinfeld's advice to a young comic was was don't break the chain yeah and and i really like this and i uh, i i think part of the habits that i had I tried to. I, when I read the book, I was thinking about habits that I was had tried to create that had failed, and and one of them was journaling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, I, I didn't make it obvious. I had it down in my office, uh, organized inside a drawer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I don't know if I really made it. Uh, I definitely did make it it wasn't easy if it was inside a drawer um it wasn't super attractive uh and there it wasn't there wasn't immediate satisfaction out of doing it you were uh, you
1: were by the way automatically setting it up to not do it you were treating hundred percent all of the how to break a bad <laughs> yeah. habit was exactly what you were doing 100%. with what you was supposed to be your good
0: habit. hundred percent. And I think part of, the, part of the, the satisfying is what I didn't like about it. So I got these journals and I've gone through a whole bunch of different types of journals. And all mm-hmm. of them are great journals by, by great people who put a lot of thought into journals that work for them. Mm-hmm. And in and, and some cases, they apply to other people. Sure. And they work well for other people. But one of the things I had problems with is I'm filling out this journal and there's just big sections of this journal that I'm missing. Yeah. And I'm like, well, this isn't satisfying. I'm not using this book to its full attention. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not really, it's not enjoyable for me. I'm not happy about this. And it, then I got to the weekends, and you ended up breaking this habit. So it's like, mm-hmm. don't skip two days. And
1: <laughs> Saturday, like, Sunday, oops, Saturday,
0: Sunday. It's like, oh crap, mm-hmm. I skipped two days. Um, so it was one of those things. It's like, okay, how do I, how do I change this? And I don't know if they talked about it in this book or not. And maybe they did. It all blends together. But what I started doing is just writing down one sentence about the day mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know and it's you know i feel you yeah. know i feel that the day was successful because x y and z i feel the day was hard because of x y and z that's the habit i'm building he, he just, does
1: talk about this that it's the yeah. one line a day journal yeah and that, maybe that's what it,
0: yeah so yeah i i stole it from this book then it's borrowed just, acquired good.
1: Borrow, but yeah we do it in education all the time it's yeah. cool <laughs> yeah.
0: but i started i started doing that and then i started looking at um like big in your face wall calendars mm-hmm. um that i can have on the wall to do that jerry seinfeld <laughs> technique of yeah. hey make it make it very clear and don't break the chain and hey every day i'm doing this and oh Okay, I missed it. Why did I miss it today? Yeah, um and then I started instead of putting my wallet and keys upstairs on the little runner table, I started putting them downstairs in the office. yeah, so it's I had to go down into the office. I had to go do that. yeah, um but I liked the uh I like the the keep track of your habits and don't break your chain yeah. I, that has really helped me making it visible. maybe it's the the manufacturing that resides in me and having visible KPIs. Sure because essentially that that is a key performance indicator. yeah I, oh, absolutely. I, I, I am doing this habit um, and, and not breaking the streak and it gets really hard when you go like hey, well, we not like anybody's not that many people are doing that right now, but traveling yeah like hey i'm on vacation Mm -hmm. are you gonna wake up in the morning and do two push-ups on vacation
1: you know if it's important to you and you don't want to break the streak darn right you will
0: if it's important to you you don't want to break the streak but it does become a lot easier to break the streak so you gotta yeah you're you're gonna have that
1: environment right like all of your cues have evaporated right
0: yeah you're in a new environment and maybe you're you're staying at you know family's house and you're like Mm -hmm. God, what are they going to say if I just wake up and do two push-ups? And those They're going to say you're a weirdo. But
1: you yeah. know, to be fair, I think you're one already. So. They they
0: already say uh, that. Uh, so. uh,
1: what do you they have uh, to lose at that point? But this is why your, I
0: don't see them anymore. Not your point because is of...
1: still fair. And the other thing that I'll say is that, like, we talk <laughs> about small aggregate gains adding up over time, and While I fully approve of don't break the chain, I also think, and there is science to support this, that it's also true that even though it might take me three months to get somewhere to do a thing, to reach a goal while developing a habit, it's a lot easier to get back into it if I've dedicated time to it and then I take a break than if I do it for two days and then take two weeks off. There's a difference between doing a habit for two days and taking two weeks off and doing a habit for two months and taking two days off, right? Um, You're not going to backslide as much. You're going to be able to snap back into it. And I'll also say that with fitness and meditation and those other things, um, it took you two months to get to that point. It's unlikely that you are going to lose all that progress in two days, or, or or if you're taking a small, moderate-sized break, that you're going to lose that. So I would also say, yes, you're right. It is difficult to do that. But also, yes, it's OK to give yourself a break. But have a plan for getting back on track. He says don't miss two days. I think I agree with that. Um, but even if you do, have a plan for getting back on track.
0: I would also say acknowledge it. If you're going on vacation and saying, hey, I'm going to be on vacation. I'm going to be in an environment that this isn't going to be uh, something that I'm going to be able to to do. Acknowledge yeah. it and going, okay. So I know that. So when I get back, how do I get back on track? Yes. When I'm there, do I, do I want to try to push this? But by acknowledging that you're doing it versus just kind of letting it slip. Mm-hmm. That's where really where it gets ugly. If you're just like, oh, well, I just kind of let it slip. Then it wasn't important in the first place. But right. if you acknowledge it, you acknowledge that it's important to you to go, okay, I'm making this choice for this week. Mm-hmm. When I get back from X, wherever I'm going, mm-hmm. whatever I'm doing, uh, this is how I'm going to get back into the habit. And yeah. then you've created, you've created a plan to do that.
1: There's another, um, and I got this from somebody who, uh, when I was doing fitness research and his idea was that if you know, like, uh, that you're going to be going out with friends on Friday night, right. And that, you know, that you're going to be putting yourself in an environment where you're going to order a burger and you're going to order fries and you're going to have a beer because that's what you do in that environment. Set yourself up for success by having a plan going in. Maybe you would eat fewer calories or get in an extra workout on Thursday or Friday morning before you head out. So this way, you can, you're still casting votes for the identity that you want, Yes. right? And then your reward can be spending time with those friends. And then in this way, you're not backsliding. Right, you're still allowing yourself to enjoy those temptations in life that are gonna be there, but having a plan for it and and knowing that, okay, this activity or this environment is gonna be votes against the identity that I want. How can I front load some votes for the identity that I want and then make it even easier for me to recover and still hold on to that piece?
0: Yeah, I the other thing and I've done this one is uh don't look at the menu. hmm mm-hmm. Yep. Like like you look at the menu when you're at home going, oh, they have this burger. Yeah. I want the black and blue burger with fries. This is the beer I want. Mm-hmm. But the more you look at the menu, you're like, oh, well, I'm also gonna get, I'm also gonna get mozzarella sticks
1: uh-huh yeah it
0: adds i'm up. also yeah. gonna get oh i'm also gonna get this mm-hmm. and then it adds up so yeah design that environment knowing going in hey there's gonna be some temptation here How do he, I curb he, it? And
1: a, another restaurant strategy since we're on the subject
0: yeah, let's uh, strategy that, it up. Um,
1: that the that james clear suggests is um he'll order food and ask that half of it be boxed up Ooh, before yeah, it did. gets to his table Cause you know, when, when they put that giant patty melt and stack of sweet potato fries down in front of you, it's really hard. You can say even out loud, I'm only going to eat half of this, but you know, it's never going to taste better than it does right now. And, And that, so asking for half of it to be boxed up before it gets to you. And then that half of the meal is out of sight, out of mind. You've made it more difficult, made it less pleasant to tuck into that last half it's also made it easier because it's you've you've offloaded the labor of boxing it up right you've made yeah. it easier for yourself to resist i i think that's a great tip
0: yeah i saw that as a suggestion and i'm like huh, i wonder how that would work if i did that how would that work for me sure would i would I go and like open up the container but like i'm still hungry <laughs> <laughs>
1: And it's hard to say, but I think, I, I think it might be, you know, you can also, I like your suggestion of having a plan going in, right? Um, some restaurants will offer a half a meal or you can split a meal, but all of these things, it's important that we come back around to where we started, which was the point being, find ways to make achieving these small wins, right? Aggregate gains over time. Find ways to make it satisfying because if you can't make it satisfying, it makes it really difficult to stick with it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Um, it kind of sounds like we're coming to a close.
1: I think so. We um, I think we did a good job about kind of balancing it. We focused a little bit more on good habits. Um, the bad habits, which we did cover as we went, are simply the inverse, right? Yeah. Making things invisible, unattractive, difficult, yeah. or unsatisfying.
0: I, I think we did a pretty good job. I, I think we did a great job. So, this book comes in if you choose to not read it. Um, it comes in on an Audible at like five hours and 30 mm-hmm. some odd minutes. Yeah. Um, it's a, from the grand scheme of things, it's a relatively quick read. Um, I, I will say the other, the nice thing about this book is you could, you could read it. You could read just a paragraph or just a, a chapter. Mm-hmm. You could read just a paragraph too, uh, you know, uh, Two yeah, just, minutes, your- uh, just, you could read it really quick. It's also something you could go back and you could reference um, that you could find the framework and start building upon that. There's a lot of different ways to approach this book. Um, it's one of those books for me, at least that, um, I will definitely be going back to. Uh, I, would agree with that.
1: Yeah. I would agree with that. Even yeah. if you, even if somebody was like, okay, I'm going to focus this week on the first law or even just one part of the first law, right. I'm going to manipulate yeah. my environment or I'm going to do some habit scorecard this week and just yeah. focus on that. I I think that you could go a long way towards sculpting an identity through habits by really narrowing it down. I think that this book would definitely benefit a person, uh, uh, particularly if they revisited it. I think there's a lot here. The book itself moves pretty quickly, which I actually found it a fairly engaging read because of that. It didn't feel like a five-hour read to me. Uh, and I thought that because of his structure, because of his balance between good habits and bad habits um, and just the pacing of the book, I thought it was uh, well done there. So, yeah, I would say yeah. this would deserve a, a definite revisit.
0: Yeah, a great, great book. And I also say great book at, at, at many levels, mm-hmm. um, whether you're, you're very established in who you are and what you want to be and, you know, where you are at in your career versus mm-hmm. if you're you're just starting out if you're not even in the career yet i I, yeah. I think there are i think there are principles here that can be applied to child i, I did not mention we're in the process of potty training and oh yeah uh, there's very much so a, a habit that is being mm-hmm. that my daughter is forming there um and uh you know reward is is currently chocolate that'll um, do yeah, yeah. So, there's very much so different aspects of your life where you can be applying this book.
1: Well, I thought, um, you know, there was a habit that I developed recently, and it, it was before I read this book, but it was also really great to look at that habit. The habit was um, I've started reading uh, Daily Stoic, um, which it, it for. I don't, I don't know that it'll make Ryan, it
0: right. Ryan holiday.
1: Correct. Yeah. Um, but um, it's been an important part of my morning routine lately. And it was really cool to see in this book, how the aspects of creating a good habit were what made that routine become my routine. Right. And I think that the way um, Mr. Clear has kind of opened the doors to this is how we create good habits, it lets me see what I've done in the past that has worked and then allowed me to kind of capitalize on that now moving forward and continue to do that. So it was cool to see a, a habit that I recently developed and how it fits into this framework.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is. a It is a great... It is a great book. Mm-hmm. It is a great read. I, I recommend it to everybody. I'm actually going to let uh, someone borrow it. Uh, oh, okay. I was talking about it so much. Uh, they're like, I got to get this. And I'm like, we'll just borrow my copy. Yeah. I've, I've taken a whole bunch of notes from it. I haven't marked it up yet. Uh huh. Borrow my copy, read it, yeah. return it, don't return it. If you don't return it, I'll just buy another one anyways. I might, yeah. just, buy, I might just buy another one. Yeah. I feel like it's a, a book to have on hand um so what is our next read
1: i haven't thought much about it
0: so i can tell you uh i started because of atomic habits Mm -hmm. i started uh reading um the compound effect
1: Um, okay he does talk about compounding habits a little bit
0: yeah and that's kind of, I've heard about the compound effect before. And so I started reading the compound effect. Um, and yeah, so I started reading that. Uh, but you, you mentioned Brian Holiday. Uh, um, he has a couple books. Uh, he has uh, The Obstacle is the Way.
1: I ha- that was the one I was thinking of. I have not read um, that one
0: yet. Um, he has The Obstacle the Way. He has uh, Ego is the Enemy and then uh, daily yes. stoic mm-hmm. um which i've read obstacle is the way which i'd happily revisit um but i'd also read the other ones as well um that's to me that was a those books i started or obstacles the way i started reading as part of kind of my pursuit and happiness um i read that and uh marcus aurelius uh, meditations
1: that's a great. That Marcus Aurelius' meditations has. Um, I started reading that, and I've read it several times um, since my twenties. Uh, so yeah, that's another book that I keep coming back to. It's it's my yeah. <laughs> back when I read real books in bed. One of my was one of my, my bedstand books. One of the books yeah. that I would uh, frequently read in the evenings um as a as a way to reflect on my day and the way I was living my life so um but and you you know you see now that that's developed into uh reading the daily stoic but um the obstacles the way has been kind of on my reading list for a while here so I wouldn't mind jumping into that one if you're game let's do it okay let's let's
0: absolutely do it I I, sounds great my dude yeah everything sounds great well, it is. We've talked. We talked. Oh God, uh, we talked a while about this book. And looking at the clock, it's about time for football.
1: I I would agree with that. I've yeah. got uh, I've got breakfast cooling downstairs. I've, I've been uh, some of my text messages came through on my computer screen, and I I, know <laughs> I I know I got people hoping I'll have a hot breakfast. So now is probably a good time.
0: Okay. Well, my dude always a pleasure.
1: Definitely. This was a good one, man. I'm glad yeah. that you got me into this one. What a great suggestion. Tremendously actionable. Uh, yeah. um, I'm, I'm honored that we get to chat about it today.
0: Oh, definitely. Definitely. And I'm sure it will come up again in conversation. For sure. So say hi to the family for me.
1: You do the same.
0: Okay. Until next time. Talk to
1: you later, my dude. All right. Bye. Bye. Our podcast was originally recorded on zoom special. Thanks to skill soul on pixabay for providing our intro and outro music.
0: If you've enjoyed this podcast, uh, please hit the like and subscribe button on your podcast provider.
1: Follow us on Instagram at two dudes, review books. Let us know what you think we should review.
0: Keep reading, keep learning, keep growing, keep pursuing. What's important to you and keep listening to our podcast. Stay thirsty, my friend.